The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Well, we always tell you you can text us at 630, mm-hmm. 630 or give us a call at 4960063. And you're texting us this afternoon. Some good ones, too. Yeah, indeed. Uh, Plower, uh, Plow, sorry, Operator Dave here. He says, uh, please remind folks. Uh, the breakdown lane, accident lane, text location is the right side of the road. Never stop in the middle of the highway. If your situational awareness is up, you'll already be driving in the right lane for safety. If you have an incident in the left lane, please clear to the right side of the road to allow others to pass on the left. If police are behind you, you pull to the right side of the highway to give them your information. I've seen many close mm-hmm. calls on Yellowhead and Henday with folks stopping next to the left lane. Please, folks, keep right except to pass everywhere. And this, Jalen Andrew, I work for a reputable trucking company, and yeah. today one of our drivers walked in for his shift looking all sad and handed in his keys and quit <laughs> on us. When asked why, he said, "He's it's just too cold. Can, Can you, you believe, believe that? that? Hmm. On the road, Al says, I'm a courier and wear shorts year-round, but this is the first year I've worn leggings under my shorts. I'm crazy, not stupid. <laughs> <laughs> and Mark says, Jalen and Andrew, it's way worse to work in extreme heat. You can dress for extreme cold. You can't dress for extreme heat. Your hands are the hardest things to keep warm. The main reason, because if you're working, you need some degree of dexterity. Yep. Mm-hmm. Glo- uh, gloves can hamper this depending on the task you're performing. Thanks, Mark. I wonder if uh, burglar alarms uh, are going off unexpectedly or malfunctioning functioning in this weather as well. There's lots of consequences to cold weather that I yeah. we forget about every year. I know our exterior security cameras all Little failed right on now. us last yeah. night. Yeah, yeah. so, uh, and the only solution is to literally take them in the house, warm yeah. them up, and then re yeah. reattach them, right? When we left uh, Leduc last night around quarter to nine, um, coming back in on the highway um, up to the hen day, it was about minus 28, 29, 30. When we hit uh, 199th, hitting down past, you know, the farmyards and all that sort of stuff, it dropped to minus 37 like really? that. It was unreal. Well, I think about the number of times that I've had a, you know, we you and I have talked about me coming back from mm-hmm. wherever and I ran out of gas or I got a yep. flat and we laugh about, you know, oh, it was four hours to get uh, AMA to, you know, in Saskatchewan to come help <sighs> me or CAA. I do not want that happening now. I, you know, I've got one of the other unexpected consequences of cold weather is is these things, like I say, like alarms and that kind of thing. So my low tire pressure light is on. Yes. And it often goes well, on. Well, because you lose tire pressure in the cold, don't you? Yeah. So, and, and you never know, with my system at least, which tire it is. And you can damage a valve in extreme cold by trying to put air in the valve if you are a little rough yeah, with yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, So part of me is like, oh, I'll take it over to Cal Tire and get them to, because they guarantee they'll yeah. do that. They, they're the ones who put on the winter tires. But part of me is like, oh, it's probably just a couple of... It'll be fine. It'll be fine, but but you know, with Bonneville looming oh, yeah, on yeah, Thursday yeah. night, I really don't want to try oh, and change no, a flat on the highway. Do it. Yeah, I feel for the Cal Tire guy though, because there's a girl, there's a lady there that helps me often. Um, it's such a stupid thing to ask them to do. Like, can you come out and check the? I guess, you know what, I'm overdue for an oil change, and that's in. Just go do it. Maybe I'll do that and get them to check it. Uh, Trucker Rick says he's hauling ass so that people can still have gas. Thank you, Trucker Rick. <laughs> and Tiny Tim says, I appreciate your thanks. It was minus 45 when I headed to work this morning to bring energy out of the ground. I can't imagine. Well, thank you. I think um, I saw 
uh, our friends down on our sister station, uh, Kissin Country 103.9, saying that uh, Vegreville was the coldest spot this morning at something like minus 45 or 46 degrees. Well, that egg's going to crack. Well, that was they were worried. <laughs> <laughs> and we don't know what's and in hey, it. And, and what was it, Teepee Creek yesterday that we yeah. were talking about? Teepee Creek, right? It was nice of them. I, I see that Jesse tweeted them. and they... Jesse tweeted them. They've yeah. retreated. I think, you know what? Uh, we might have we might have to go there this year. Uh, why not? They seem like a friendly bunch. They seem bunch. like a really good bunch of people. And our listeners who are familiar with their stampede. Uh, say it's great. Yeah, they just rave about how Lone good it is. Star, so. our pal Brett Kissel plan. Why not? That sounds like a great night. I know we've got guests coming up. Bring after, a tent. <laughs> after three. Um, did you want to talk about uh, airlines behaving badly? <laughs> Sure. Because, you know, it's one of my favorite topics. I think our listeners enjoy it, too. People behaving badly on airlines or airlines behaving badly with people. And we have another circumstance like this. And I actually have a small amount of personal experience with this sort of thing. So what happened was there's a guy visiting his family in Vancouver. That was over the Christmas holidays. He was scheduled to fly home uh, to Toronto. Mm. So a long flight on the afternoon of January 4th. But when he went to check in at that kiosk, up pops this thing on the screen, which I've seen myself asking if you would volunteer yeah. to take a later flight. Uh, they're obviously overbooked. So he did not volunteer to take uh, another flight. But then he gets up to the departure area, to the gate, and he says it's just mayhem. There's all kinds of kids people trying crying, to get home. Yeah. You name it. There's you know young parents trying you know trying to keep their kids uh, entertained. There's people who look you know absolutely stressed out that they're maybe overbooked. And he thinks to himself, you know what? Why not? Like I don't need to get home. You know now I can take a later flight. So he goes to the counter, and he asks or he volunteers. And the counter agent says. You know what? It's a $600 voucher. We'll mm-hmm. give you a $600 travel voucher, which is a great offer. Yeah. So she taps in the information and and uh, issues him like a standby boarding pass for the next flight. And then looks at her screen and says, oh, you know what? It's an $800 offer. So something automatically upgraded it to $800. And she turns the screen for him to see. And honestly, uh, I have he had the same reaction I would have. Fabulous. Yeah. Like that's, I'll wait a few more hours. Yeah. Happy to do it, right? Um, so then he does take the later flight. When he gets home the next day, he gets an email from Air Canada thanking him for taking the uh, later flight and offering him a 15% discount on a future <laughs> flight, but no $800 credit. So he writes back saying, well, no, you offered me an $800 credit, and that's what I would mm-hmm. like. And uh, back comes Air Canada saying, well, you know, your delay wasn't as bad as we thought it was going to be. You, you caught you, a flight. Actually, I think he said that they got, he got uh, put on a, uh, a yeah. different flight, which was, earlier. no, he was an earlier flight. Like, no, right. that's not what happened. So none of that happened. So uh, he got hold of uh, uh, an agency that sort of looks into these sort of things, and they wrote to ask, why did you change your mind on what you offered this particular passenger? At that point, Air Canada bumped their offer up to 500. Mm. Now, this individual we're talking about, as coincidence would have it, he's a law professor at Humber <laughs> College in Toronto. Mm. So his curiosity was piqued as to what his rights were. And he said, you know, as a law professor, I honestly didn't know. So he started researching Like it, most of us. Right. And discovered that there's very few rights associated with this. So um, as he wrote them back, and as I think they gained the uh, understanding that, oh, this guy's a law professor, he's not going to let it go, they gave him the $800 he was promised. But it was funny because when I read the story, I'm reminded 
every time I go to Vancouver, every time, and it, it's funny that this happened to be a flight originating out of Vancouver, I always book the earliest possible flight on the Sunday out of Vancouver, and it's always overbooked, and I always get there early. And they always offer me $100 to take the next flight, which is two hours later to Edmonton. And I've done it two or three times in the same day and made $300 mm. and then taken an afternoon flight and been fine, right? And I'll get, a tr I'll get a voucher for food and they'll give that to me. But in each case that I've done that, I have not gotten what they promised me within minutes of changing the flight. Mm. Um, and I've had to argue for it. And it's just and to the point where... I wouldn't do it for a hundred dollars. Well, it, to me, it's like, well, if I can make, if I can get delayed twice, two hundred dollars plus, they'll pay for my food, yeah. and I've got a, I've got a membership to the lounge, so I'll mm. just go up to the lounge where you get free drinks, and it's a pretty good afternoon. Like I'll just sit there working on my computer in the lounge, but it's funny how they do it because at the gate they will say, yeah, we'll give you a two hundred and fifty dollar travel voucher or one hundred dollars cash. And I always say, I'll take the $100 cash, but I'm not going back through security, so somebody has to bring it to me, and it has to be cash. And they'll go, yep, no problem. And then as soon as it's arranged, I've had this happen to me more than once, Air Canada will say, well, no, you have to go, our office yep, is... Nope. And I'm like, nope, that's not what you and I discussed. Like, you said you'd bring it to me, and I'm expecting that. And then what will happen is the lady, or it's usually a lady, will come through uh, security and meet me at the complaints desk or whatever with a check. And I'll say, okay, so if I sign this, you brought the cash. And well, no, a check is cash, sir. And I'm like, no, nope, not in my world. Like, cash is cash. And I'll sign it. They'll have to go back out, get the cash, and come mm. back in. But that's what they promised mm. me. And apparently, according to our friend, Lucas, uh, the... Gabby. Uh, Gabby Lucas, yeah, the uh, fellow down in uh, Halifax who represents air passengers' rights. Apparently, this is a very common practice among every airline mm. to promise things and then reevaluate their promise afterwards because they're just trying to get that plane out of there and up uh, into the air so get going but i mean and like this law professor from humber like i say he's a law professor he's a lawyer and he's saying in what world do you form a legal contract and then renege on it mm. within 24 hours yeah, so there's that aspect of it too, and and uh, it's poor marketing as well. <laughs> well, and you know, in the world of social, in you know, day and age, yeah. in the world of social media, it's bad to have a story like mm -hmm. this get out there and go viral. And in this particular case, he didn't actually do that. Like he didn't go on Twitter or Instagram and go after the airline. He simply kept writing them, and then it, when he was frustrated with his efforts, then he took it to this agency who pursued yeah, it for yeah. him, right? But. So he wasn't trying to embarrass them. I think there was more, from his perspective, a curiosity. Like, how does this story end? Because you promised me $800, and now you're saying, I'm not getting it. 2.50 on the other side of 3 o'clock, we'll talk with City Councillor Aaron Paquette. Uh, we'll talk to him about the uh, what's coming a bit of an issue in this, uh, in this cold weather with the LRT. So we'll, we'll talk to him, see what he wants to do about that. All right, so with all the sort of negative news mm. with the weather and everything else that's happening in Air Canada and whatever else we talked about, how about some positive news about our city? love to hear it. All right, well, here we go. Uh, a new study, and this is, you'll recall yesterday we were talking about a study that determined the most romantic place in Canada. Edmonton wasn't on the list. Didn't make the list, and Fort McMurray came in third. Third. Way to go, Fort McMurray. And like uh, an Airdrie. Yeah. <laughs> and Spruce Grove. Airdrie's got a lot of young couples in it. I, I have friends you know who what? live in uh, I Airdrie. I think Airdrie is like kind of, you know, just let's get outside of Calgary. Yeah. or Just I, let's, let's not pay those Calgary property taxes, I think is the idea. 
Plus, they're near a big mall. I have a friend of mine that got nabbed uh, for, I think, um, it was a registration. Her registration wasn't up to date. Bet you I know who the officer was. And uh, he was um, he was not being nice in any way whatsoever. Pretty Same much guy, took I'm the sure. car. Yeah. And they ended up having to stay the night in, in Airdrie. Really? And oh, yeah. It was just, it's a gong show of a story. But turned out to be a romantic night for her. You know, it's funny. That ticket that not I got. Not with the police officer. Right. No, 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 but no, no You know no. what I mean? It's yeah, like, yeah. Oh, okay, well, we're well, sure, why not? Hotel. Got a hotel. Gonna, yeah. That uh, police officer, RCMP, that gave me a ticket for running the stop sign yeah. in Airdrie, uh, you know, up by the Wendy's and the Tim Hortons there. I always stop there on my way out of Calgary. Um, I'll bet you it's the same guy. When I went to fight that ticket and I, I hired somebody from Calgary who does yep. that for me, uh, does those sort of things for people, uh, he said as soon as he saw the name of the, uh, the officer, he goes, oh, okay. That's him. Yeah, that's him. So a lot of, he said a lot of his clients are yeah. specifically as a result of this one guy, which is funny because it's, I don't know that he's doing anything mm. wrong. It's just his bedside manner is awful. Mm. You know, like... Is he actually... Is he an officer officer or is he a peace officer? No, he's a constable. He's, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because th- this thing that I'm going to in Jasper on, on Thursday is the Alberta Peace Officers Conference. Oh. That I'm M- MC. Oh, you should ask if he's there. I'll get so, you his if name. you give me his name, I'll like, hey, and by the way. Oh, my, yeah, my partner, Andrew, says a lot. It was, <laughs> Jack Michaels just texted me and said, you know what, Jay? I got a ticket in Airdrie my first year here. <laughs> yeah. it's. I wouldn't say it's a speed trap per se, but that maybe it's, uh, you know, there's a lot of officers for a small town. I don't know. But uh, the guy, you know, and I won't go into the whole story, but the funny thing was, any interaction I ever have with a police officer, ever, I always end with, Hey, thank you for being a police officer. Mm. And I've been doing it for probably 10 years. And uh, this guy, when he finished with me Mm. and gave me my $500 ticket Mm. for basically stunting for going through a stop sign, um, I said to him, okay, well, you know, I looked at the ticket. I was like, oh, my God. And then I said, okay, well, thank you for being a police officer. And this is the actual conversation we had. Thank you for being a police officer. He stopped, turned, came back towards my car and said, what did you say to me? And I said, I thanked you for being a police officer. And he goes, okay, you know what I'm going to do right now? <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, how does this end? <laughs> I'm like, what, no, what are you going to do right now? He goes, I'm going to go be a police officer. I went, okay. Uh, like, what? And here's the thing. It's people like that in any job, doesn't matter if you're a police yep. officer, your lawyer, a radio host, your TV, or whatever it is that you do, talk to everyone, that make it bad. You know what? Because you're a jerk. You're just being a jerk. Yeah. Don't be a dink. Don't be a dink. Uh, quickly, before we run out of time, I said we had good news. Uh, there's been a survey looking at what the yeah. top spot in the country is for young people looking for a for job. job. The, uh, the criteria was determining... Um, well, education, availability of education, entrepreneurship opportunities, career-oriented employment, and affordability. Yeah. And Edmonton came out on top yeah. as the number one city. From 15 uh, to 29 years of age. Yeah, failing, not failing, but falling behind others like Manitoba only in one category, which was the availability of education. And, of course, we have the U of A here. We've got a lot of great mm. uh, schools here. It was the cost that brought them down the list a little yeah. bit. But, yeah, they came out uh, number one. Behind them was Montreal, Ottawa, Sudbury. Kitchener, Hamilton, Quebec City, Mississauga, and Victoria, and then finally in 10th, Toronto. But uh, you know what? Yeah. Uh, the oldest came home from Tokyo after four years. Wasn't it? Wasn't even back in the city two weeks, 
and had a great job. Yeah. Two weeks, less than two weeks. There's tons of opportunity in Edmonton, and, you know, it's and great And again, news. just and, and different, you know, when you start looking at, you know, the, the computers and mm-hmm. platform development and AI and all that sort of stuff, that stuff's really starting to grow here. Yeah, well, it's good, right? Because it's uh, a long way from Edmonton. <laughs> you know, I really like what's happening. I like what the arena brought. I like, mm-hmm. um, you know, what people are... I, I just like what the city... The, the direction in general terms, the way the city's going, the construction infrastructure, the new museum, like we're just... It's changed It a has lot a better feel to it, right? In the past uh, couple of decades. We're uh, up against the news. So you know what I'm going to do right now? Go for a smoke. I'm going to go for a smoke. The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.